You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. Welcome back, everyone, to another program. Before we get started, I just want to remind everybody of the Ark Encounter and Bible Prophecy event coming up. That will be on May 19th and 20th uh, at the Ark Encounter. And you, however, you have to, if you're planning to go, you have to register by May 1st. All right, I'm going to repeat that. May 1st is the deadline. Uh, so I will be giving sessions on the Olive Discourse, Paul's Epistles, and the book of Revelation. And Ken Ham will give a special session on a topic on creationism. So again, that's May 19th and 20th. May 19th is the Ark Encounter, and May 20th is the Bible Prophecy event. You will not want to miss this. There's various prophecies in the Bible that apply to specifically the first generation of the church. Now, of course, we, we've talked about a lot of prophecies that have to happen before the rapture of the church, uh, before Jesus returns. You know, the Antichrist has to arrive first. Uh, you have the celestial disturbances, the apostasies, you know, these big prophecies that we have talked about for, for years now. Uh, but there are other prophecies. Uh, and there's, there's uh, a cluster of prophecies that had to happen in the first generation of the church, and thereby Christ could not have returned before those prophecies happened. Why is that significant? Well, because pre-tribulational eminence theology teaches that the, the rapture became imminent once Jesus ascended to heaven. I know, it's a weird idea that somehow Jesus could return one second later after he ascended to heaven, but that's what they believe. Uh, and so, uh, but the, the problem with that is that there's there's a uh, a host of of prophecies given uh, to the the early church uh, to to individuals and the church at large, where it militates against the notion of eminence. Where the the theological inference is that Jesus could not return until this prophecy would happen first. Now, don't get me wrong; it's not that the prophecy happens and then Jesus would return. No, it just it, the whole point here is that Jesus simply could not return until this prophecy uh, would be fulfilled. Now, of course, there's other prophecies that have to be fulfilled uh, in in the future. So that's why Jesus has not returned, because these other prophecies have to happen first. God's purposes um, have to be fulfilled first. So here's the prophecies found in Acts 23.11. Uh, it says, and there's a cross-reference, Acts 19.21 as well. It says, The following night the Lord stood near Paul and said, quote, Have courage. For just as you have testified about me in Jerusalem, so you must also testify in Rome. Now, the evening after Paul spoke in front of the Sanhedrin, uh, the risen Lord himself gave him this prophecy. 
that he must, quote, must testify in Rome. And this prophecy, no doubt, encouraged Paul in his suing hardships, keeping the faith and being a bold witness in order to fulfill God's purposes in his ministry. And it would be a few years later before this prophecy was fulfilled. And so the the implications of this prophecy uh, on the belief of eminence are evident that Jesus would not return for his church during this period. God's will during Paul's ministry would not be to send, would not be to send his son back to rapture the church. That was not his will. Uh, uh, his will was for Paul to spread the good news of his son throughout the regions of the Roman Empire. But not only in the Roman Empire, but to proclaim the gospel to Caesar himself. How do we know that? Well, if you look a few chapters later in Acts 27 to 23 to 24, it says, For last night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve came to me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar, and God has graciously granted you the safety of all who are sailing with you. Now, this prophecy was given to Paul during a storm on the sea as they were sailing to Rome. The prophecy states that Paul, quote, must stand before Caesar uh, to testify of the gospel. God ordained that the Jewish apostle Paul would testify in front of the, in, of the Gentile, of the Gentile Roman Caesar, proclaiming the name above all names. So once again, this, this similar prophecy indubitably contradicts eminence theology. Jesus' return was not imminent. Now, a possible objection to this, as well as to the, to the prophecy about Peter's death above, um, as well as to the prophecy about Peter's death, is the claim that God, quote, secretly gave Paul this prophecy. Therefore, eminence can still be intact. Uh, However, this is a strained and illogical attempt to maintain eminence for the following reasons. Number one, the biblical fact remains that Jesus could not return before this prophecy took place. Number two, it impugns the character of God by making him contradict himself, telling Paul one thing and the church the opposite. Number three, the prophecy given to Paul was not kept in, quote, secret. In fact, he openly shared it to the ship's crew in order to encourage them that God would keep them safe. You can see that in Acts 27, verses 23 to 26. And even if he had not shared the prophecy, that would not make a difference one way or the other. The prophecy was a, it's a, it was a promise by God, uh, and he would not break it. Okay, I want to make uh, one further point. Pre-tribulationism claims that Paul taught eminence in his first epistle to the Thessalonians. And the reason that since Paul does not mention the great tribulation before the occurrence of the rapture in his epistle, therefore the rapture is imminent. Now, notwithstanding the glaring fallacy of this argument by silence, that was not the question of the purpose that Paul wrote his epistle. He was, a, he was addressing 
the consternation of the Thessalonians who had loved who they had loved ones that died recently. And Paul was reassuring them that they would see them again. So there's no reason for Paul to address what would or would not happen before the rapture. That is a preterm presupposition being read into the text. And ironically, it would be his second epistle to the Thessalonians where he teaches that the Antichrist will arrive before the rapture. But here's my point. Here's my point. How could Paul be teaching eminence in 1 Thessalonians since years later, after he penned the epistle, he would receive a prophecy from the Lord stating that he would testify in Rome before Caesar? In other words, the prophecies about him testifying in Rome contradicts that Paul was teaching eminence in his Thessalonian epistle. So, in conclusion on this whole prophecy, these, uh, these prophecies about Paul testifying in Rome undermines the notion that the rapture could happen during Paul's ministry before he testified in Rome before Caesar. Uh, the Roman wills of justice moved slowly, so it would take not days or weeks or months before he would testify, but years. You can see that in Acts 28, verses 11 and 30. So, uh, to to close here, this is, this is just simply, it's another prophecy that relates to the first generation of the church that contradicts eminence theology. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode. 